Hi everyone, I'm Kendra. And I'm Miranda. And this is Tales from the Bedpan. Okay. Welcome, welcome back. So, I thought we could just maybe talk about today some of the like interesting patients we've had. What do you think? Yes. Um, I actually had one recently, and actually more so than the patient itself. Okay. It was his daughter mm. who is the color purple. She, like, she does embody she it. She has purple contacts. Oh, I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. <coughs> um, purple shirt, purple pants, purple shoes. But besides the purple, she it was like sparkly over the top. They were like yeah. chaps. She would wear like chaps and like yes. tassely. Yes, tassely clothes. Purple and glittery and bedazzled. And the first time I had this patient, she wasn't there because she didn't come till the evening. And I was looking at his face and I was like, oh, he's like so sweaty. And so I was like wiping his forehead. I'm like, wait a minute. And it was glistening. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's Those glitter. Are sparkles. Um, but anyway, besides the point, interesting characters. So the backstory is this guy had had a stroke like, a couple years prior. He's nonverbal. Came in. For what they classify as altered mental status, even though he was nonverbal. Um, so I don't really know. Yeah, they were. Anyway, fine. anyway, just something different, like lethargic per the family. So the daughter was his caretaker who yeah, brought him in. Um, they were kind of working him up and they were like, I think it's just, I think his dementia is just getting worse. I mean, he was like 86, 87, which not to say you can't live much longer than that, but right. you know. Um, anyway, so she was very much over the top and she was, you know, it was his wishes before he became nonverbal, to not do anything crazy, um, like, intervention-wise. Right. You know, he was like, if I get to this point, I don't want any, like, artificial nutrition. I don't want this. I don't want that. And she was kind of pushing against his wishes, which is why it's a good idea for people to fill these this paperwork out when you're in a good state of mind mm-hmm. for when you're mm-hmm. not in a good state of mind. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so she was very extravagant. And very yeah. just... But honestly, super sweet. Very, like, very, very nice. She brought us all snacks. In complete denial. In yeah. such denial. And she was all over him. She was like... She she would just keep calling him Poppy over and over again. Come on, Poppy. Damn it, Poppy. This, that. It was like kissing his hand, kissing him, kissing... So I had him for three days. I came in, like, on the second day with him. His lips were, like, kind of swollen, but I was like, whatever. Like, he's in bed. It's probably, like... Dependent edema, like just some right. fluid just pulling his lips. And then I came in the next day and he just had like sores all over his lips. And mind you, let me just give a backstory. This patient, yeah, the, the daughter would just like kiss them all over the face, all this stuff. And Ugh. from what she told me herself, she was kind of an interesting character. Got around, was kind of like a lady on the streets. Like, really? Yeah. She like divulged all that to you? Yeah. She was like, I had quite a history, like, I did drugs into this, like, I was like, a, I was a party, like, wild child, yada, yada, yada. Damn. HIV positive, all that stuff. Oh. Yeah. She told me all this. So, I come in my day three, and I was like, what the hell is all over his lips? Like, his lips are all oh, open sores, no. like, what the fuck? So, the doc was like, just swab it for herpes, like, let's just, like, try to figure out what's going on, because I don't know where the hell it came from. And, lo and behold, it came back positive for herpes, and I was like, what in the fuck? 
So, I don't know if it's something he had dormant. I don't know if it's something she passed on to him because she kept kissing on the lips. Um, another Can weird I just thing. Say how weird that is? Yeah, no. Like, do you kiss your adult no. parents on the mouth? Okay, Kendra and I just had the conversation, that, <laughs> and it's not weird because we both don't do it. Say, <laughs> not I weird. love you at the end of a phone call. Like, I'm so awkward. So, like, my parents, like, me and my mom are the same. Like, we're just like, okay, bye. Talk to you later. My dad's like, okay, love you in the background. Like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then I just hang up. And Kendra's like, do you also not tell your parents you love them when you hang up the phone? I was like, no, I don't. And she's like, good, me either. <laughs> So, no, we are not kissing our family members on the lips. No. We can't even say us. I love you on the phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can't even tell them. But, I mean, this same, this same lady, again, super nice, just very, like, in denial of, like, the situation of her dad. But she comes in on my third day, and she has, like, it looks like a belly dancer top. Like, a very loud, jingly, like, right. purple triangular thing on her chest. Clothes underneath. Um, but... <laughs> Thanks for so she's like that. jingling and I'm like I can hear you from down the hall like she was very nice very personal very nice to all of us and she was like yeah she's like I wore this to my dad she's like right poppy like I would belly dance for you at home and like put on shows for you and it was really weird because she would kind of make comments like oh you know my dad has really bad vision after he got the surgery in his eye like 20 years ago but man if there's a tv on and there's a woman's like naked boobs on the tv like okay. all of a sudden my dad can see that and like Oh, yeah, and then she looks over him, she's like, right, Dad? Like, right, Dad? Like, you know, like, you love, like, the naked ladies. And I was like, this is really uncomfortable. Super uncomfy. And, like, it was just a very, very weird experience. And then his son came, who's a little more level-headed, and, but was also making those comments. Like, oh, yeah, my dad loves boobs. My dad loves boobs. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Uh, why do people have to be so awkward? I don't yeah and so she she's an interesting character and so pretty much like she was pushing on the doctors like we need to do a feeding tube we need to do this and the doctors are like it's against his wishes like that's not what he wants <coughs> oh my god my throat's so itchy anyway so yeah she's like well i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a week like she's arguing with the doctors she's like you don't know what you guys are talking about and like he's gonna make a full recovery like he just moved his leg like, he's not okay. recovering. He had a massive yeah. stroke, another massive stroke, and, like, she's like, I'm going to give it a week, and if he doesn't, like, maybe we'll talk about hospice. Like, they've been yeah. pushing, trying to push hospice, because this man is not. It's It's, it's one sad. thing to, like, like, be hopeful and encouraging and supportive, but, yeah. Sometimes families are a with, terrible aspect. Like, not a terrible yeah. aspect, but it, another barrier that it's, like, it doesn't need to be, yeah. you know? Like, it's. Just like this thing with this um, CPR on on that football player, oh, people know. are like, oh my god, that was so traumatic to watch. And it's like, yep, so think we about it on like, on like a, a, a person who can't handle it. Like he was yeah. an a athlete in prime condition. Yeah, like 24 years old. Exactly. Like think about the people, like it's not, they don't even have to be old. Just think about like if they've been through an illness and they're weak and yeah. emaciated, they haven't been able to eat, mm-hmm. like uh, how hard that is on their body and people do not understand that. But it's the same with like putting somebody through all kinds of like treatment and, yeah. and procedures that are hard on the body and everything and these families just like nope you have to do everything you have to do everything and it's like what do you think the outcome is gonna be and i think like family members and i get it you never know how you're gonna react when you're in an emotional position like that but you really have to respect the patient's wishes Mm -hmm. and what they have already put in place for themselves when they're not in the state of mind to make decisions for themselves that's why they make it and 
a lot of the time, family members are, whether they admit it or not, they're doing it for themselves. They don't want to lose their dad for yeah. themselves. Yeah. And I think they need to but step back. But I think back it's and... for their conscience, too. Like I know. Some, I think some people, like, don't want to feel like they didn't do everything. Of course. No, of course. Yeah. But, but... at the same time, it's like, you're going to do all this stuff, like... You're going to do these invasive procedures, and that's what's going to kill your mom or dad. I wish that more, like, non-medical people were more educated about, like, what medical things are going to, like, do to you. Like, failure to thrive. Like, you know, or if we, you know, put all these tubes in them, or we do all this stuff, and yeah, they may live, but what does that mean for their quality of I life? Was like, say, I just, I just wish that they kind of like understood more, you yeah. know, or like, like when you push your your grandma or elderly mom or whatever to get more like chemo and radiation, like okay, like she may survive the cancer at what cost? Like right. she may be in so much pain from the radiation, and like nausea, just like the and... the touch of your skin, like. Yeah. And some people say after chemo, like, nothing tastes the same. I mean, there's just, like, there's tons of consequences to these things. Yeah. Ultimately, I think, at the end of the day, it should be respecting the person's wishes Mm -hmm. and not allowing that to change. And I think that's on doctors, too. Because some doctors, and I don't even know how that's legal, to go back on what the patient wanted in writing. And then all of a sudden you're doing everything. It's like, so what is the point of filling that out? If, if nobody's going to, like, respect it. it. Yeah. I just... I just... So, me and my mom did ours. Mm-hmm. And I told her, like, when we were doing ours, like, if you don't feel like you can carry these things out, that's fine. I just would need somebody else to be my medical proxy. Right. Like, I... If you, like, if you are going to feel strongly that you are, like, you cannot follow my wishes, then just let me find somebody else who can. Then that burden is kind of off of your right. shoulder. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I I made sure that she knows what, what I want and what I'm willing to, like... Put your body through. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And at what point it's, like, just... Let me go. Yes, I don't want to live like that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, too. I mean, this is just going back to, like, wishes. But family members think the second you put their mom or dad as DNR... That we just stop taking care of them. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Not how that works. Yes, I it's know. It's just saying that if your heart stops or you stop breathing, I'm not going to shove a tube down your throat. Right. And I'm not going to crush your chest Yeah. for you to come back if you don't want I mean, that. sometimes... I do feel like sometimes the way some of the, like, hospitalists preface it, it's like... Let's make them DNR comfort care. There's a difference between being a DNR and being comfort care. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes the hospitalists will explain them together. And then it's just like, okay, yeah. like, you, you need to separate them more. Right. Because being a DNR can still be, like, interventional measures. Yeah. It's just not CPR. It's just naturally if your heart stops... We're not going to exactly. press on your chest. Exactly. It doesn't mean we're going to stop trying. But I think that sometimes they, they've they lumped them together. Yeah. Like, we'll make them a DNR. We'll keep them as comfortable. We'll yeah. stop trying right. to do all these yeah. things. And it's like, okay, like, maybe let's approach one at a time. Yeah. Like, why don't we say, like, okay, let's make them DNR. Yeah. And then if they're not getting better, you know, the next day or whatever, like, hey, maybe we can talk about comfort care yeah. now. Because it's, I think people need to understand that they're separate things. Yeah. 
And I think that's that's on the medical professionals to make sure that the family has a full understanding, and that why that way you're you're respecting the patient's wishes while also mm-hmm. intervening mm-hmm. where they want to be intervened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, at sure. the end of the day, it shouldn't be anyone's decision but the patient's if they can make that decision and do it while you can. Yeah, <laughs> and it's never too too early. No, like don't do it when you're. Like, you have a ton of ailments and you can't, mm-hmm. you're not in the right state of mind. And do you, it when you're in the right state of mind. You're like, do I want to, see, like, yeah. put myself through You that? can always make changes to it. Yeah. It's not like once you do it, that's it. Yeah. Like, you can always make changes. Um, so, I was going to talk about this last episode and I forgot. But the patient that you had with your preceptor, where it was, like, the weird legal stuff. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. the weirdly worded chart. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, she ended up coming around. She was hilarious. She's super funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, like, sassy AF. Oh, oh yeah. my God. And yeah. I loved every second of yeah, it. Yeah, she's, she's super funny. Um, so, she married me to one of the That's transport guys. It? Yes! Yes! Oh, things come She married me to uh, one of the transport CNAs Boys. at work. At yeah. work at the hospital. And I mean, he's like super funny too, but, and then, so he's wheeling her down, um, for a procedure and she's like, oh, well, you guys are married now. <laughs> and then like, as there, she's exiting the room, she's like, and she's pregnant. Like, so, <laughs> so not only did I get married, I got impregnated on the sounds same day. Like, sounds like the Sims. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you're so right. You're so right. And I'm pretty sure she married another one of the transport CNAs to uh, a nurse down in the GI lab. Her. Yeah. So, so yeah, it. She was just a hoot. She would say yeah, what, uh, freezing butt cold, butt freezing cold, <laughs> something. Oh my god, so funny. She was just so so sassy. I absolutely adored her. Yeah, she was. She's another one who kind of made that. No, it's ah. when I first got her, but that's fair. I mean, she was extremely uncomfortable, yeah. and I don't blame her. But. Yeah, I mean, I had her, I think that just a couple days after um, the my precept D yeah. put that NG tube mm-hmm. down her, mm-hmm. and she was a completely different person. Yeah. 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 Funny lady. Funny lady. Funny lady. <laughs> I, love, I love the, like, confused ones that are just, like, so... Hilarious. Yes, and they're just, like, pleasantly confused, yeah. you know? They're just yeah. like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Just make like funny little phrases, and you're like, "What?" And you're like, "I'm using that from mm. now on because that's hilarious." The, what was the one she told our coworker? She would punch her in the tit. <laughs> what, is that what she said? Yeah. <laughs> she th- this lady was on one, but she was hilarious. She was there for a long time, so confused. She just <laughs> to put it into the picture here. She had a fake eye. Oh yeah. And <laughs> she threatened to throw eye. her fake eye at someone. Nice. And then one of our coworkers too, who's like the sweetest, most innocent, like just great nurse. Um, this patient was like, I'm going to punch you in the tits if you come here. And then our, and I think she told our chargers, like, I'm going to kick you between the legs until you can't get pregnant or something like that. Nice. Who yeah. Was, which charge nurse was it? Was it the charge nurse that like wants to be impregnated soon? No, it was oh. Thursday, Friday, Saturday charge, <laughs> which makes it even funnier. Right, right. Um, yeah, there are some, like, all right. some characters, but... Oh, man. man, people are funny. I had a patient last week, all three days, um, the grumpiest fucking guy you will okay, ever yeah. on the planet. Like, you go in and, like, take his vitals, like, like, that fucking matters. 
You're like, hey. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, like, did you order your breakfast? Yeah, I can't fucking taste it anyway, so who fucking cares? You're like, uh-huh. Great. <laughs> okay, so you did. And I mean, like, they're clearing him medically, but, like, he had something going on where everything just tasted so awful to him. Yeah. And that was his biggest complaint. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm not leaving until I can eat a solid meal. Like, okay, well... Would you like a tongue transplant, my friend? Because oh I don't my know God. if that's going to change. It was just, like, miserable. I mean, like, the, as the day went on, he kind of, like, warmed up to you. Yeah. But then, like, the next day it would start all over. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, Reset. okay. Yeah. But, He's like, a negative when, Nancy. Yeah. At what point, like, at what point do patients make um, comments? Do you, like, take them seriously? I know. Because I, like... I don't want to put somebody on, like, a detain, like, a hold or put them on suicide precautions when they're just, like, that kind of, like, negative person. Well, especially because I, myself, use the phrase, oh, I'm just going to kill myself. Oh, for sure. Like, for everything, because I feel like I just am dramatic. For sure. But he kept saying, like, I'd rather just be dead. Yeah, but, it, you but it's just like, like that and you have to Because it it's, like, because you, like, you can't eat and you can't, like, you're not... It's not enjoying it, and you know something's wrong, and you're super frustrated. Yeah. Like, I I understand those comments, but, at, like, what at what point? Is this, like, okay, you, like, don't want to live anymore? Yes. Like, at what point do you actually make a patient, like, like, uh... Suicide. Suicide. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think you just, I think at that point you straight up ask, you're like, okay, well, do you have yeah, thoughts of harming killing yourself, harming yourself? Because you just, I mean, in a hospital, it's so different than just the real world. Like, you have to take things so seriously because you just never know. And you don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss it. But yeah, that's true. you do have these negative Nancy dramatic patients also. Don't be that patient. Just don't. Like, no one ever wants to come into your room when you're that patient. No. Little grumpy gills. <laughs> Little grumpy gill. Yeah. And I went in there and I tried to draw blood. And yeah, same thing. I was like, I was like, can I try to draw blood? Oh, okay. For what? Again? We're gonna do this again? Why? Why? I'm like, can I just please... <laughs> Did you have Yes to... or no? I don't... Did you have to go in there your last shift? I was with you. It was your patient. Did you work with me last week? I think I was charged. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. You had him, and then yeah. you, were, you were like, I have to draw his lab, yeah, and yeah, he won't yeah. let me. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, we're all grumpy, but, like, just be nice. Oh, man. Like, you can be grumpy, just don't... I was on one last week. Like, I think the fuck word came out of my mouth more times than any other word. It's alright. If that's what'll get you through the day, that'll get you through the day. It was a miserable fucking last shift, that's for sure. Have you had any interesting patients' families stories recently? Mm, I think you know more about this patient family than I do, because you told me. Why don't you? Who? 52. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> this was Kendra's patient first, and my last shift, or I guess a couple days ago, I had her and discharge her, and so, like I said, as we're recording, it's the beginning of January, so this lady went ham on New Year's Eve, got, like, plastered with her daughter, who, this patient, I think, was maybe in her 60s, 60s. so the daughter's probably, like, late 20s, early 30s, yeah, something like that. Yeah, 30s. Um... And so they got shwasted together. This patient, what, fell down the stairs or something? She says, so in report, I got that her daughter kind of, like, was, like, wrestling with her around. Oh, shoot. That's oh, what God. I got. And I think the patient told you that she kind of, like, fell down yeah, the stairs. Yeah, I heard so that she fell down the stairs. I don't really know. Either I, way, 
she ended up breaking her shoulder. Yeah, she had a, a fracture or something in her right shoulder, so she was in a sling. And then they also found her, like, unresponsive in her bed. Her blood So this was, was like, after. So this was after. I don't, like, I think she was admitted maybe, like, four or five days after New Year's. Four oh, days after New Year's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she came in on New Year's, like, Eve or whatever with that broken shoulder. Yeah. And then, and then was readmitted a few days later. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and then she was not in the ICU, but was, like, heading towards ICU, like, super sick. She was septic, just a hot-ass mess. Blood sugars were in the 500s, diaphoretic, just, like, not doing well. Um, and then, so she, yeah, so she comes in, she's, she's admitted, I have her for that one day, and she's, like, telling me, she's telling the occupational therapist, like, yeah, I got, like, so drunk, and I fell down the stairs, and I came here, and then she's telling me, she's, like, and then my daughter, who drove me to the hospital, went back home, and then her husband had to bring her to the hospital, because she had two grand mal seizures, because she drank too much. Nice. And I'm, like, okay, and then, I'm, like, oh, that is... Okay. Okay. Well, that way to bring in the new year. So then I meet the daughter because she comes to pick the patient up the other day when I discharge her. And she's telling me, she's like, yeah, I have like, this year's not starting out great. I had to bring my two year old to children's hospital because she had RSV. And then she has like a younger child. And, and then she's like, and I was like, this can't be the same daughter. Like, no way. And then she was like, and I was so drunk on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I love that she I had admitted two it. Grand mal seizures, and I was like, oh my god. And then I guess, or maybe you told me that in the house, it's the daughter yes. and her husband, the two kids. No, there's no? five kids. Okay. There's five kids. At, like I would say, all under the age of like eight, Holy eight and shit. under. And then, and then the the patient, the patient and her husband. Oh my god. So, yeah. chaotic household, very young children, and they're very, like, open to the fact that they got wasted, and, <laughs> and then, hilariously, but unrelated to being drunk, <laughs> the patient's husband walks in, also bigger up, and he has his arm in a sling, and I was like, what the hell happened to you? And he was like, oh, no, I had surgery, I didn't, I didn't fall or anything, and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, like, sage your house or something, guys. Oh, my gosh, but, like... Like, you just meet the most interesting people. Oh, my god! And you gosh. just cannot make it up. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes the family members, and I'm like, I feel like you should be hospitalized. One thousand percent. Or something. Percent. Like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, these family members who come, you know, we get a lot of elderly on our floor. Yeah. That's, I think, any hospital is significantly portioned with elderly people um but like their spouse comes in and they can like barely walk and they're like (laughs) walking around the halls we've had to call fall alerts on family members Mm -hmm. that that patient we had a patient wife like okay so this really isn't this could have been avoided so um they built a new wing onto our hospital and the visitor or, like, yeah, like, non-staff elevator won't go down to the ground level where the cafeteria is because um, it's, like, where the elevators lead out is, like, to the doctor parking mm-hmm. garage. So it makes them go to the first floor if they take that elevator, and then they have to walk down this set of stairs to get to the cafeteria. Well, this patient's wife, like, fell down the stairs 
and cracked her head open. Like, there blood everywhere. Like, they had to, like, call a fall alert. They had to put her in the ED, like, Jesus. stitch her up and everything. Like, she yeah. She didn't get her lunch. I know! What bullshit! Like, I hope they gave her part. a patient tray. They gave her a coupon. <laughs> oh, my For $7 God. that buys her nothing. Yeah. Also, here's your, like, $3,000 medical bill. Yikes. I wonder if that has to be, like, covered by anything in the hospital. I don't know. I, I mean, it's not like her. she slipped on something. No. But but then you also have the patients that are already super, super demented, and their even more demented spouses come in. And we've had... Oh my gosh, and that's like their caregiver. Though. Yes. Yes. Like, we I remember. had... There's mm-hmm. a patient... But, like, they were, like, abusing each other. Yes. Because they would both sundown and get super confused, and then they would abuse each other. <laughs> Oh my god, and I, like, a CPS is, CPS, APS, APS. is a joke. Like, they they have to, I, I shouldn't say it's a joke, but, like, the, what they have to have to, like, pursue any type of case is so monumental. I know. Like, these at-risk adults are not being protected because of that. Right. Agreed. Yeah. It's, yeagles. <sighs> yeah, and I do have to say, and I mean... You see patients leave and you see, like, the conditions, or you hear about the conditions of the houses that they're going back well, to, and you're like, oh, I can say, my gosh. like, with hospice, like, I go into people's houses. Yeah. So I have seen, oh man, some pretty fucked up shit. Yeah. You know, you get the, you get the houses where, you know, people smoke in their house, whatever, mm-hmm. it's their house, but like, grandma's on oxygen. And smoking. <laughs> yes! And it's just like, uh, you get the ones where, like, you're pretty sure that their caregiver is taking their narcotics and not giving them oh to the patient. God. Hoarder houses oh, are the worst. Or where there's just like like animals that they can't take care of and there's just like piss and shit everywhere. And it's just like, ugh, it is. can be really bad. We've had like bed bug houses, yep. houses infested with like cockroaches, and those oh. are not common in Colorado. Oh. Yeah, it is, it's, it is rough. And then, you know, you get the people who live on, like, the outskirts of town, like, Mm -hmm. or up in the mountains or whatever, like, they live far away from people for a reason. And, yeah, we've had, we've had, like, um, like, it's like an old movie, you know, like, a (laughs) staff member drives up and somebody comes out on the porch with, like, a rifle. (laughs) And we're leaving. And we're leaving. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Oh my exactly. God. So, like, actually being out in the community with these patients, it is you definitely see. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh I know. I was gonna say you see such a small portion of their life when they're in the hospital. I know. And then they start, and that's the thing. Like, if we had a, like a smaller patient ratio, and you really got to hear patient stories, I feel like it would be a lot more alarming that you're like. What? Because I definitely miss a lot of the personal details of people's, like, living conditions or situations or families. And when you actually have time to talk, you're like, yo. Yo. What the hell? So, this happened. So, I don't think you should go home, but I can't take you home. Right. Or you get those, those family members that are just so extra like or even I mean patients are like that too that think that there's no one else in the hospital Mm -hmm. or that you shouldn't be caring for anybody else the way you're caring for for me ma or whoever the family members that are like well I'm a nurse 
I'm a uh, doctor. I'm like, whoo, congratulations. Yeah. So you should understand what we're doing then. Exactly. And just some of these family members, I feel like, can just be a lot. I, take me back to COVID days. I know. No visitors. Oh, what a dream, oh, right? Dream. What a dream. Yeah. Bring COVID back. Bring <laughs> Hashtag, hashtag bring back COVID. Bring back COVID. Um, so I can think of one other patient. Um, that I'm pretty sure I was still precepting when this patient, he was there for a long time. Um, he was the most interesting patient. He would also, I mean, he was also very confused. He called me a promiscuous nurse. Um, I mean, <laughs> rightfully so. He saw right through me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, but other nicknames? Uh, I don't, I can't, slippery slut. a slippery <laughs> slut called somebody a slippery slut. He would always talk about like, like cocaine and weed. And uh, it turns out that, um, his son, I'm pretty sure was in also in prison yeah. for like running over a cop. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Like it was not like in our state or anything, but, um, and this guy, he, uh, like he ran like a big Ponzi scheme yes. and got caught for it. Yeah. And it was like alleged that he had like hidden money somewhere. He was also a, like a very successful lawyer. Yes. So. Yes. Oh, uh, he was, he was such, I mean, all you had to do was walk past his room and he was like catcalling. Yeah. It was, it kept it interesting. It really did. And he, I mean, but yeah, he kept. Because no one really, like, looked crazy into it because he kept talking about, like, money and drugs and prostitutes and embezzlement and, like, all these different things that you're like, what the hell are you talking about? And then it comes to light because we get in contact with, like, you know, family members or, like, family friends that would, like, pop in and out and then you would never see them again. Right. But they would tell you bits and pieces of his life and you're like, okay, that makes sense. Yes. Um, But he, I mean, he became, like, our floor mascot because he was there for so long and he yeah. was super funny oh I my like he god was, he was definitely one of those demented patients that was very entertaining yes but he was also one of the ones that like you could be like just joking around with him and he'd turn on you oh yeah like throw his chocolate milk straight in your <laughs> face <laughs> like come on man <laughs> get that true moo out of here yeah no but he was that and, true moo that true moo <laughs> And then, you know, he was here for a while, and I think they kind of just... Because he had a big... Where did he have cancer? He had, like, a very... But he had, I mean, he had some he had cancer that messed to his brain. Exactly. And, I mean, eventually they put him on hospice. And it was really sad because, like, he didn't have anyone that came and saw him. Like, he had people kind of, like, in and out, in and out in the beginning, right. and then no one ever came. And, like, like I said, he became, like... He was a long-time person on our floor, and then... Yeah. Well, he ended up passing on He our did. Floor. Mm-hmm. And... We all felt like it was like you you lost like a coworker because yeah. he was there for so long yes. and then we were like today's definitely the day it was just like he wasn't breathing well he just like yeah. was a, a mess and then you know we walked in and he passed and it was really sad yeah yeah he, he was a character though yeah he was a character he was something else. It was... He, he definitely kept things interesting yes for sure you never knew what you were getting with that <laughs> true move true move true. For, oh, that is one thing you <laughs> knew for sure you were getting yeah. uh all right mermy okay that's our rant for the day yeah 
Well, or whatever that was. I think if we wanted to go in one direction and just, just took it off. really did take it off. Just, Especially in the beginning. We're like, we're going to talk about so patience. And then DNR, let's talk about code statuses real quick. talk about literally anything else. Yeah. Like so, okay. Uh, we'll re listen to this and see what it does. But yeah. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.